Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. Happy early Halloween from the Media Research Center headquarters. I have just passed on the office Halloween costume contest. Uh, I'm like that. You know, when it comes to office celebrations of holidays, I'm a little grinchy. I'm a little scroogey. Uh, I know it's fun for other people. Yes, we were just treated to a musical performance by some staffers who could play a guitar and a violin. They won the costume contest and also sort of, I guess, the local Grammy. Now, with the midterms, with uh, things getting tight and close, or at least the Democrats at this point hope they're tight and close, maybe the Republicans are starting to inch away. They're scared. Um, So they're still trying to do things to help their side. Uh, Curtis Hauk reports, with things continuing to break against their liberal pals running for office, the major broadcast networks chose Thursday to spend nearly eight minutes, that is seven minutes, 49 seconds, flaunting a second supposed abortion allegation against Georgia Republican senatorial candidate Herschel Walker with some help from far-left feminist attorney Gloria Allred in red. Yes, I saw a a taping of the Jesse Jackson show back when they made that talk show. And uh, on that particular episode, we got to see it up here at Channel 4, the NBC affiliate in D.C. And uh, every time they came back from break, Jesse Jackson said, Gloria Allred in red, because she generally did wear red. And so that just sticks in my brain. My problem with this is that once again, we have an anonymous woman, quote unquote, coming forward. Is that really coming forward? Um, you know, they had, she had some kind of evidence. She had some photographs or recordings, you know, but I, the whole problem here is you can't really verify this at a very sensitive time in the election. So I ask you this question. If at this point in the 2020 election, the Hunter Biden laptop story broke out and they were crushed on Twitter and Facebook, the New York Post, and the media came out and said it had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation, according to, you know, a pile of Obama staffers who worked in the national security space. This is a contrast Even with Elon Musk taking over the reins of Twitter, nobody's going to expect that Twitter and Facebook are going to come out and say, we're going to throttle all the networks that celebrated this story, this unproven allegation. It has the hallmarks of Democrat disinformation. Uh, Nobody expects the Daily Beast when they first did this story with an anonymous accuser. Nobody thought the Daily Beast's Twitter account would be shut down. And I just think we have to ask, you know, the Hunter laptop story turned out to be true. And they all said, no, basically, the election was too important for those facts. 
All the people who like to lecture us on disinformation are now running around spreading this idea that there's a second abortion allegation against Herschel Walker. To many of us on the conservative side, it sounds a lot like, oh, and now there's a second accuser of Brett Kavanaugh and a third accuser of Brett Kavanaugh because they were trying to pile it up. And it doesn't matter if the second accuser and the third accuser are no more credible than the first one. The first accuser couldn't actually locate where she had met Brett Kavanaugh, a where or a when. And yet the media ran with it. That's where they will say when a story damages a Democrat, they'll say, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have enough information on that. We need to delay it. We need to delay it for weeks and months. So it's, we have to wait until 2022 for the Washington Post and the New York Times to say, oh, wait a minute. The laptop has true contents. <laughs> yeah, well, that would have been a decent thing for you to try to find out in real time instead of on some sort of year and a half lag time. But this is what's happening right now. They can't stand that Herschel Walker is running. You, you, there was this audio, this open mic, hot mic, where Chuck Schumer was saying to the president, I can't believe this guy's going to win. Things are going bad in Georgia. I can't believe they're going to elect this dummy. Well, it's not exactly what he said, but that's kind of what they mean. There's a lot of people running around on the left saying Herschel Walker is unqualified for this office. And I think we all understand that when you are a Heisman Trophy winning running back, that shouldn't be really a qualification for political office. And, of course, they said the same thing about Ronald Reagan. They tried to say because he was an actor, he couldn't be a good president. Now, notice they don't say this about Volodymyr Zelensky, their eternal favorite. You know, he was a comedian who became a politician. That's not disqualifying what your background is. Um, but, you know, there's a lot in here where we get back to the old story of black Republicans aren't really black you know, that's one of the reasons why Herschel Walker seems to be the number one target of the media. Is they don't want two or three black Republicans in the Senate. They don't want five or ten black Republicans in the House. Because they want to sell this idea that the, that the Republican Party is a pile of white nationalist males. Here in Virginia, in the district I'm in... White woman Jennifer Wexton is running against the Republican, Hung Kao, who came from Vietnam and served in the military. Uh, and then um, in the 7th District, near Charlottesville or around Charlottesville and up into our area a little bit, Abigail Spanberger is opposing uh, Yesli Vega, who's an immigrant. Uh, and so uh, a Latina um, we have this problem now where the Congressional Hispanic Caucus can't, in, can't let in Congresswoman Maya, Myra Flores. What they're basically saying is you're not Hispanic if you're not a Democrat, and you're not black unless you're a Democrat. We saw some of this on The View. Nick Night Train Fondacaro was on this. Uh, the View was disgusted because Senator Lindsey Graham was on The Hannity Show with Herschel sitting next to him. And talking about how Herschel Walker, running for the Senate, just 
destroys the narrative of the left. See how much they hate this. He changes the entire narrative of the left. We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican Party's racist. Well, what happens when the Republican Party elects and nominates Herschel Walker, an African-American black Heisman uh, Trophy winner, right? Olympian. It destroys the whole narrative. Does it, though? Yeah, it doesn't really. So, so here's the thing you need to know, Lindsay. Just because we see a black person does not mean that we do monkey see, monkey do. And I'm sure that you don't know how insulting that is. But let us just say to you, don't ever say that again, because you look ignorant as hell. Don't do that. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. It may work that way for you because we know what you're doing. Okay, we know what you're up to, but we don't just go get people because they look the right way. We actually have to find the people that can actually do the damn job. That's what we want. This idea from Whoopi that all they care about is finding people who are qualified, it's just false. The Democrats don't want to skip over skin color and just appoint on merit. That's not how it works. That's not how we got Vice President Kamala Harris. The Democrats, there was a segment of the Democrats that were very insistent. Uh, they wanted a black woman to be the vice president. Find one. It can be Karen Bass. It can be Kamala Harris. Um, it could be uh, Stacey Abrams. But the demand was, we want a black woman on the ticket. Ketanji Brown-Jackson had to be nominated to the Supreme Court because she's a black woman. It's not to say she's not qualified, but she was nominated because she's nutty like AOC. That's what the Democrats really want. See, you're really authentically black if you're almost as Marxist as Black Lives Matter. That's the way this works. Authentically black means authentically socialist. Take it from Ilhan Omar. Well, then it came around to Sonny Hostin was going to have her licks. She was going to get in there. I think the sad thing about this is, you know, Herschel Walker is woefully underqualified for this job. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he was chosen and also supported by Trump is because Raphael Warnock, the senator in Georgia, is black. <laughs> and they wanted someone who was black to confront him, to, to fool, oppose we him. We don't know what to, we can't tell each other it, it, apart. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I think it's sad that the GOP is using Herschel Walker in that way, and he's letting himself be used, because mm -hmm. I really do think he's being used. Um, and I think he probably has... I think willingly. So here's uh, Sonny Hostin, Asuncion Hostin, and Whoopi Goldberg saying that Herschel Walker is a pawn. He's being used. That they just ran Herschel Walker because Raphael Warnock is black. Again, I believe they, obviously, the voters of Georgia, the Republican voters of Georgia, love Herschel Walker because of what he did in the football field. Uh, that's probably more relevant than his race. Um, but there's something really insulting here in this whole idea that if you're, you know, if you're a black man, you're kind of a pawn. You're kind of being used. And you could say, Herschel Walker... Not the brightest black male you could, uh, you know, nominate. But I think we know 
that even when you're a brilliant black man, they're still going to hate you. Back in January, Sonny Hostin naturally said, Clarence Thomas doesn't represent the black community. And we all know why. You're either full Black Lives Matter or you're not black. And then Sonny Hostin added, it's terribly disrespectful to appoint someone like Clarence Thomas with his philosophies to the seat of Thurgood Marshall, a civil rights activist. Now, Thurgood Marshall was a real figure in the civil rights movement with the NAACP as a lawyer. And Lyndon Baines Johnson nominated him to the court. And Thurgood Marshall was an ultra-lib. See, therefore, authentically black. But that's what they're saying. Sonny Hostin saying Clarence Thomas, you know, he doesn't represent the black people when he's voting on the Supreme Court. He's supposed to represent America and the law. But this is the way the Democrats and the liberals think. Everything's got to be a quota pick. But they always claim theirs are on merit, you know. Or when they nominate somebody like uh, Sonia Sotomayor, they don't talk about her qualifications. They go on the news media and they go, she loves the Yankees. You know, like she's actually running for president. They have to spotlight how cute she is or, you know, her wonderful sports affinities. And then there's Senator Tim Scott. Here, once again, we go to this idea. They don't want Herschel Walker being on the Senate floor next to Tim Scott because they can't stand the idea that there are black Republicans there. In May of 2021, you may recall when Biden gave his first State of the Union, although for some reason when it's the first year of a president, it's not the State of the Union. They call it address to Congress or whatever. And obviously it's, in this case, it was in May. It wasn't in January or early February. But the View ladies got very upset because Tim Scott said, what? America is not a racist country. There was Joy Behar saying, Tim Scott just doesn't get it. Maybe not everybody's a racist, but we're still systemically racist. That's, that's the argument. They want to have their cake and eat it too on racism. I'm not saying you're a racist over there. I'm saying the whole country systemically is racist, whether you realize it or not. And then once again, here comes Sonny Hostin hating the black Republicans. I was very disappointed in Tim Scott saying that. And she also hated him using buzzwords like socialism, saying things like you shouldn't really teach white children about racism because it makes them feel like oppressors. That's a Republican ideology right now. I was disappointed he said America is not a racist country without also talking about the systemic racism that is plaguing this country. Either you're going to say America as a country is not racist or America is systemically racist. You can't expect somebody to say both. That makes no sense whatsoever. So with Herschel Walker... Uh, getting attacked on abortion again, as Curtis Houck noted. Curtis Houck also noted to me, hey, on CBS Mornings on Monday and Wednesday of this week, they celebrated a new movie called Call Jane. Earlier this year, there was a documentary just called The Janes. This was about a service, a quote-unquote service, 
uh, uh, an underground abortion mill in Chicago in 1968. And, of course, liberals think this is glorious. You know, before the era of Roe versus Wade, when abortion, when killing babies, babies was legal everywhere, some women were brave enough to kill babies in secret. Uh, this, the, both of these segments were basically like the host coming on and saying, you really need to see this film. Oh, it's so timely right now. Because, of course, they overturned Roe versus Wade. Uh, on Monday, Sigourney Weaver came on. She was wearing a pin that said, bands off our bodies. Uh, Co-host Nate Burleson said, the pin was powerful. And then Weaver explained, we, we were co-sponsored by Planned Parenthood at our premiere in L.A., and they gave us these pins. No one on the set of CBS was impertinent enough to ask how that might compare to people refusing to get a COVID vaccine. Oh, no, no. Bands off our bodies only means one thing. It doesn't mean everything. And then... Uh, Tony DeCopel weirdly told Sigourney Weaver, the polls all show that most people in the country are where you are on this issue. They support a woman's right to access, to some access. And yet the issue is very divisive. That just summarizes where our entire media is, or are, is they think, well, 70% of the public's with us because they ask the question like, do you think there should be some right to an abortion? And you'll probably get two-thirds will say some. And if you ask, should there be limitations on abortion, two-thirds will say, yes, limitations. I mean, they always want to pretend everybody's with Sigourney Weaver and her Planned Parenthood pin when that's not really the reality, is that people, many people recognize that abortion is the taking of a life, and they want to be serious about it and say there should be some limits, and they're, 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 maybe you should... Uh, wait, uh, you know, have a time limit. Let's get to 15 weeks. Many countries around the world have abortion up to a certain point. Well, in America, the left wing and the Democratic Party want to do it in any point, including after birth, if an abortion fails, they want the ability to still take the baby out. Now, the independent fact checkers get very upset when you try to say, the Democrats support abortion up until birth, but it's quite obvious that they do. When they're actually asked about it, when they're asked by reporters, do you support any limits? They'll say, no, I want it between a woman and her doctor. Her doctor at Planned Parenthood. That guy wants the abortion. Ka-ching! You think he's going to have a really, that he or she is going to have a reasonable discussion about whether or not she wants to abort the baby? Come on, we're going to sell the skull later. Then on Wednesday, came on actress Elizabeth Banks. She was boasting about these very revolutionary women in Chicago who pre-Roe provided really caring and safe abortion care. I really hate the phrase abortion care. You might be caring for the woman, you're not caring for the baby. And then it gets worse. Listen to this. One of the things I love about the film, too, is I think there's a big mythology around abortion health care is that it's really scary and you might die. I mean, they, there's literally activists that yell that at women who are going into clinics. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that 
an abortion uh, is safer than most dental uh, experiences. It's safer than a colonoscopy. You know, I'm really, really tired of the idea that you can compare abortion to a colonoscopy or try to uh, compare abortion to getting a, a filling. I mean, talk about a bad analogy. I mean, these are the liberals. They want to say somehow Biden is Lincoln and John Fetterman is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I mean, come on. You, you, you should not be comparing an abortion to a root canal. I mean, it's, it's not, you're not a serious person. I mean, then she also said, we really depoliticized abortion health care in this film. What they mean by that is they really think abortion shouldn't be political because everyone should be for it. It shouldn't be political at all. It shouldn't be a policy issue. There should be no laws about it. And so then they said, well, we've depoliticized it. All right. Here's the logic of that. If you said, well, we don't want any laws against lynching. And then say, well, we depoliticized it because there's no laws against lynching. I don't think that's the way they would see it. So don't come here and tell us you depoliticized something when you made a one-sided hack propaganda film glorifying people who kill babies. And then, you know, when, when he was interviewing Sigourney Weaver, Tony DeCopel preposterously said, well, no one wants abortions to happen. That is wrong. If you advocate for the right to choose, you're saying, and you're against stigmatizing people who get abortions or stigmatizing people who do abortions, you're pro-abortion. If you get upset that somebody has to drive 200 miles to kill their baby, you're pro-killing the baby. Finally, uh, something interesting happened to me. I got ratioed on Twitter. This is not a common experience for me. It turns out Monica Lewinsky has a new article out at the website of Vanity Fair magazine. That's a glossy Democrat rag. It's like two ticks more respectable than Rolling Stone, where they fake stories of campus rape. This story was titled, It's the Autonomy, Stupid, which means Monica Lewinsky says you got to get out there and turn out and vote for killing those babies. Uh, I got ratioed for tweeting over Lewinsky's tweet about her article. I said, don't be shocked. The intern who has sex with the married president wants the right to abort. Oh, this made the liberals mad. Monica Lewinsky retweeted me and simply said over it, correct, with a check mark. This is what Monica Lewinsky wrote in this article. In part, it's a bit odd to think about this election, though. I find myself asking, could Tuesday, November 8, be the last election where representative democracy actually works? Parentheses. I'm not being melodramatic. Parentheses. Uh, yes, you are. Anybody who says this is going to be the last election in America is being melodramatic. And they're probably going to get worse if they get crushed at the polls. Suddenly, who's going to be the election deniers when they get crushed at the polls? Or they'll try to say it's not a mandate. It's a mandate when they win by 12 and a half people. But if, you know, the, if the Republicans take 30 or 40 or 50 new House seats, it's not a mandate. Nope. Monica Lewinsky's article continues. 
The sad truth and consequence of the coming election, the most significant midterm in memory, people always say that, makes it all the more incumbent upon us to make bloody sure we give our consent to be governed. Yes, do use the phrase make bloody sure when you're talking about abortion. One subject above all others is on the ballot, a woman's body. It's the gateway issue. Once our bodily autonomy is gone, we are in a one-way ticket to the Republic of Gilead. Or in other words, for the 2% of you who haven't seen or read The Handmaid's Tale, it's the autonomy, stupid. Yes, I haven't read The Handmaid's Tale because it's a pile of crap. I only know of the, of the show because they can't stop talking about it and trying to compare modern-day America to somebody's marijuana-driven imaginations or whatever it is Margaret Atwood was smoking. Canadian. <laughs> I guess being Canadian isn't all bad. But we don't want the Canadians lecturing America about what a dystopia we are. Yes, Monica writes, this is the first major election after the Trump-led January 6th insurrection, which rocked our foundation of decency and democracy like a 6.0 earthquake. Oh. <laughs> yes, Monica, lecture us about our decency, thong snapper. <laughs> and, of course, Monica also discries misinformation like you know. Hey, Bill Clinton bought Monica a book of Walt Whitman poetry, not because they're sexing it up, because he's a nice guy that likes poetry. You know, Hillary Clinton's asked about, why is he buying Monica a book of poetry? He'd give you the jacket off his back, this kind of thing. Hillary, they went around for months lying. The misinformation was fast and furious. Actually, it wasn't fast and furious. It was long and ongoing. For months and months, six, seven, eight months, I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> and if you buy that, I've got a bridge to sell you. <sighs> Lewinsky summed up, we need to vote because representative democracy isn't a right but a privilege, one that can be upended by judicial decisions, by presidential policies, appointees, and executive orders, by secretaries of state, attorneys general, and governors, and by an extremist Supreme Court. Yes, I would argue the people that passed Roe versus Wade were an extremist Supreme Court, but that's me. See, many of these people she's complaining about are elected. The president's elected. In the states, the governors are elected. The attorney generals and secretaries of state are elected. Monica concluded, don't ignore the inv invitation to save democracy. Don't say you're coming and then flake out at the last minute. Attendance via Zoom won't cut it this time. So this is basically lecturing the young people and the hip people. You better turn out or democracy's over. This is why they're all running around like chickens with their head cut off, saying democracy is about to die in darkness. The dirty secret among Democrats is they think their own voters are incredibly lazy and incredibly apathetic and who say they're going to vote and don't turn out. And that's why Barack Obama has to say, go get your cousin Pookie. Tell him to turn off the ESPN. Come out and vote. This is what we face. We face a pile of media trying to tell us our democracy is about to be over. Well, when it sounds like what may happen is the Democrats' majority is about to be over, and they're not happy about it. So come to Newsbusters to find out more. Once, twice, 24 times a day. 
Thanks for listening.